Welcome to the Gatecube Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about coding boot camps. Yay! Stay tuned. Hi. It's been a very, very long time. I'm glad y'all have stuck it out with me through the past few weeks where I've just been trying to gather myself and get myself back into a state where I am productive and organized. And now I'm back to talk all about coding bootcamp. First of all, I just want to say thank you to everyone, um, even through my absence, that left five-star reviews and ratings for me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I really appreciate it. It helps me out so much. It lets me know that recording this podcast was the right thing to do, and I cannot thank y'all enough. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Disclaimer time. In this episode, I'm obviously talking about coding bootcamp, and it is no surprise that I went through a coding bootcamp to get into the industry as a software engineer. With that said, I will not be naming what bootcamp I went to. Um, for a lot of personal reasons, but the main reason being I am doing part one of coding boot camps to teach you how to vet a, a boot camp. This is not for me to push a specific boot camp or a specific language or framework um, down your throat. That's just not how I do things. So it, it's just not going to happen. I'm not going to be giving that information. So if that was something that you were looking here or listening to this episode for, to find out where I went. Um, it's just not going to happen. I'm going to be giving you very general advice for boot camps as a whole, and I hope you understand that. So coding boot camp. I'm going to start it off with my backstory. So my backstory is that three years ago I was a office manager for a new construction company in Delaware. I was severely underpaid and I hated it there. My work was very mundane and boring at this time, that same year. Um, my father had just died in February, so I was in a terrible mental state, depressed AF, financially just struggling. My best friend, Kelsey, hey, Kelsey, probably, probably were like, why am I in this episode? She happened to be getting to a point where she was automating her job like the genius that she is, and she was teaching herself SQL for database management and she was looking into coding boot camp to kind of expand her knowledge to help her do her job more efficiently. Kelsey was actually one of the first students in this coding boot camp and I want to say maybe five to six weeks into the boot camp when she had gotten over the hump of the initial shock of how hard it was. She told me that I pretty much had no choice but to apply to said boot camp because as I said before I was pretty miserable. I had just recently got turned down from a promoted position because I was too good at my job as a receptionist and office manager. Needless to say, that was really shitty. So I jumped on the chance to be able to go. I want to slow down and talk about vetting the boot camp. Obviously, I did not vet this boot camp. I had Kelsey vet this boot camp for me through her experience there. But I want y'all to learn from my mistakes. Not saying that my boot camp was bad at the time I was there. That is completely not what I'm saying. But I went into that 
full gung-ho because for me it was a life-changing decision regardless of if I was successful after the boot camp or got a job or not I was pretty much at rock bottom so for me I jumped at whatever chance that I thought I could succeed in for you I want you to be a little more <laughs> a little more thoughtful about your decisions about picking out a boot camp it's so important there are a lot of boot camps and I believe that this may be where some of the negative connotations toward coding boot camps come from because there are boot camps out there that are for profit and they take your money they don't do a great job with teaching and supporting and networking and job placement and then afterwards you're screwed or companies are getting entry-level developers and they don't have at least the baseline skills that they think that a developer would need to succeed in their roles. Questions you should be asking yourself and asking the establishment that you want to go to. How much does it cost? Duh. Numbers are extremely important. Um, when I was choosing my boot camp or chose it because I didn't look at any others, let's be completely honest, I did not. The cost was $1,000 of my own money that I would just give to them after I passed the placement exams and the interviews. And then after that, there was an additional $10,000 balance. However, if I were to get a job with a sponsor company, then after six months of being in that role, the company would pay the $10,000 for me. So essentially, all that we have to be paying was $1,000. Luckily for me, I was extremely poor. Hooray, financial assistance. Um, they actually had a program where I had to submit my W-2 of the last year and pay subs to see how poor I was. And I mean, I was making under $23,000 a year. So luckily I afforded to not have to give over $1,000 because I did not have $1,000 to give. So essentially I went to my coding boot camp for free, which to this day is fucking amazing. There are different factors that go into cost. Does the price include housing? How far away are you going to be from your home? Are you going to actually need to stay there? In my case, I was from about, uh, I would say, a truck of two hours away from the city where my boot camp was. So I had no option but to relocate to the city where the boot camp was. For me, that cost did not include housing. I didn't have that. I had to kind of struggle bust my way through accepting donations from friends. Again, shout out to you guys you know who you are in order to make it possible does it include meals housing is one thing meals is another i did not think this out very well while i was at the boot camp because um i was starving i want to say i probably lost 15 pounds while i was doing the boot camp mainly because a my caloric intake was extremely below the standard 2,000 you would need to maintain weight. And B, I was walking at least two miles every day to get to my boot camp and from. Um, so I, that was a bad time. I'm very, whenever I go back to the boot camp to do like mock interviews or when people ask me questions about like, what did you do to survive? I'm like, you guys have it so easy now because now they provide snacks, they provide meals, and I did not have that. I was broke. I don't know how I got through something that mentally straining on so, on so little food. I laugh now because at the time I, I was just very sad. Also, including the cost, is this conducive to your current lifestyle? 
Are you married? Do you have children? Do you have any other adult-like responsibilities that you need or people will rely on you for? All of these things go into the cost of the program. So cost is, is very subjective about how much you are willing to invest in trusting that your investment is going to pay off in the end. Another question for a boot camp. What is being taught? I feel like a lot of people get caught up on what languages or frameworks are being taught at a boot camp. My boot camp taught me Java and JavaScript. With that, I learned Spring Boot, Angular 1, and Alcyonic. At the time, was I concerned about what language I was learning, what frameworks I was learning, what type of job I was going to go into? Absolutely fucking not. I was worried about being able to learn this language, being able to retain this information. Because for me, at the end of the day, it was about a job. I want to say that most people that go into a coding boot camp, you're either trying to speed up self-learning, but at the end of the day, what we want out of this is a job. So for me, I was not that concerned about it. I will pass that information on to you. I don't believe that when you're going into a boot camp, unless you already have prior programming experience and you already know a language, the language and the framework honestly is not that important. If you're looking to go into a specific track, say it's like machine learning or something like that, I want to say that's very specialized, especially when you're starting out as a software engineer and you're just doing yourself a disservice because it's very possible that you can learn those things on the side while learning something core to have a job so you can eat and have a place to sleep while you're learning machine learning. Look, it's all about money for me. I feel like a lot of software engineers, they kind of gloss over the fact they're like, no, software engineering is passion and you need to have a side project and you also need to be contributing to open source and you also need to be giving talks and you also need to be tutoring and this and that. I'm somewhat making fun of myself because I also still tutor. I still do talks always. I love teaching and talking and obviously I'm doing a fucking tech podcast. But the truth of the matter is most of us, we're in it for money and that's okay. But you can also be in it for money and also like and have a and have a prideful stance with their job. Rant over. I have seen a lot of coding boot camps that tout themselves as full stack boot camps. Um, mainly, I believe this is just a marketing ploy because a lot of these have been popping up due to the popularity of the term in the industry. If you've ever been approached by a recruiter, usually they'll say, hey, we have a great full stack opportunity for you. For me, I'm a sucker for those type of roles because I like learning everything. I need to be satiated knowledge-wise or else I get really bored and that is the fastest way to lose me and lose me from a company other than being a misogynistic asshole. Some other boot camps may even use even more coded language like as front-end or back-end engineer. Usually that's just really dependent on the language and the framework that's going to be taught. And then you also need to make sure that along with learning a core object-oriented language or functional language, please, people don't hurt me over saying object-oriented, I'm a Java engineer, please. Um, make sure that they're actually giving you HTML and CSS is covered because you can't call yourself a software engineer if you don't know HTML and CSS. I'm not saying that you have to be good at it, but you should know it. HTML and CSS are languages too. You can fight me on that. Um, email all complaints and other 
choice words to the Get Boot Podcast at gmail.com. So what is better overall in terms of embedding a boot camp? Finances and location always come first. For me, again, I'm a terrible example. I pretty much quit with maybe $500 to my name, sold a bunch of my furniture. Actually, I sold all of my furniture, sold my TV. I didn't sell my computer because I'm not completely ridiculous. But if I had the means and the situation to wait and possibly save up more, I would have. Um, I feel like on the location side, I did pretty well. I was still within my state. My state is extremely small. So two hours is pretty much the length between the bottom of the state and the top of the state. So that was fine for me because I still had support if I needed it. What makes a boot camp better? Picking the boot camp that has the better networking and the better job opportunities. I cannot stress this enough. I will say that my boot camp, even now, still has very strong networking and job opportunities. So it was really important for me to see that there were corporate sponsors for this boot camp because then I knew that at the end of the boot camp, well, technically our interview started at week 10. Our resumes were sent out to all the prospective corporate partners, which means that they were actively looking for people. They actively knew our situation that we were going to be. They actively knew our situation that we were going to be entry level developers, and then they set up interviews for us. I think I had four interviews with companies. Obviously, I came out on the other side doing pretty well. Um, I got my first job with J.P. Morgan Chase. Shout out to y'all. But that's extremely important. There are some boot camps that are out here that don't want to give you the time and day after maybe like three months after you finish your boot camp. And then they're like, okay, go off into the world, do what you got to do, but also pay me that money. And I feel that's just unacceptable when you're paying thousands upon thousands of dollars for something and they're not really helping you. I think that's ridiculous. So be very careful about that. See if boot camps that have corporate partners partnerships, and then ask them extensively about how they help um, graduates after um, the job placement. And then third, pick what you like. If you're in, I don't know, California, and you have a great pick of boot camps, and everything about them is equal on every single level, then figure out what language or track that you like, and then pick from there. Because, as I say, once you learn one language or framework, it will be so much easier to pick up another one. Now, maybe it might be a little harder if you hop between object-oriented language and then to a functional programming language because just the methodologies and ideologies are a lot different, but you still be able to pick up syntax and things. So don't you worry about it. I have to let people know that boot camps are meant to tell you the fundamentals to get you up and running in an entry-level role. So if you feel as though this is one of the most important things when vetting for a boot camp, and I cannot stress this enough, that you need to talk to people that have attended recently, as in recent graduates. I'm adding this in here because I do have people that um, are new or they're looking into the boot camp that I attended and they'll reach out to me on LinkedIn or we'll be at a social event and they'll ask me, what is your experience like or what was your experience like in this boot camp? 
And I have to say, I honestly don't have anything valuable to tell you about that because typically they're looking for very specific answers like, how am I going to handle this teacher? What teachers are the best? What languages did you look, what, learn? So for me, it's kind of just like the way y'all have set up a change. You're adding new languages. You've completely like gotten rid of the book that I used to use. You're using something completely different. You're learning different frameworks. You have different teachers. There's nothing that I can give you other than basic survival information, which will be in part two of boot camp by the way, small plug. And I'm just not a useful source anymore. So that's when I tell them that you need to direct yourself to somebody that's a recent graduate because they'll have a better frame of mind and they'll have a, a fresher take at it. I'm old. So Gen 2, I'm Gen 2. I am I'm the Togepi of my boot You know what? I am the fucking Togepi of my boot camp. Okay, so talk to the people that have attended recently. Go to the boot camps networking events. I will say that it is very cool that my boot camp does hold networking events um, for people that haven't actually gotten into the program yet or they're they're interested in it. They hold AMAs, which I have actually in the past. I did a couple of those, but I kind of got cycled out because, like I said, I'm old, so why would I? Um, and ask them specifically about how long did it take them to get a job? That's so important. And I also want to say that you need a, a pretty good sample size. Just don't go asking one person these questions. You need to ask at the minimum three because three constitutes a pattern and then add more to that so you have a very good sample size of data. Um, how long did it take them to get a job? The quality of the instruction, that is so important because why would you want to pay all of this money just to know that it's going to be you and your classmates pretty much talking to each other and teaching each other and helping each other out. When the teachers are done their lectures, they don't even bother to come and help you. How? Why would I do that? Why would I tell you to do that? Absolutely freaking not. Quality of the materials used. Essentially, what book are you using? When was this book? published, what version of the language you're, are you using? Because I guarantee you, if I went to say I'm vetting a, a boot camp right now, and I ask, so what book are you using? And they say, I don't know, some, insert some random made up title here. I can't think, but it's, a, it's Java 6. Sweetie, what am I going to do with Java 6 right now when we're already on to Java 11? What is going to happen? At the very least, give me Java 8. At the bare minimum, give me Java 8. You know what I'm saying? So you need to understand that the bare minimum, you may have to do some Googling. If you're not a programmer, you may not know what that means. Just know you're looking for a Java boot camp. And they say that they're teaching Java 6, laugh in their face, and say there is no possible way that I'm joining. Just know that. What frameworks? or practices are taught. That's very important. If they're teaching you an old framework or an extremely obscure framework that is not used anywhere within your actual industry, girls, that's a no. Take notes on what those frameworks are, or if they, even better yet, if they don't know, that's a red flag. Just, it's just, 
Mm-mm. We don't do that. Also, ask them how they feel about knowing the basics for their jobs. I mean, like I said before, the goal of a coding boot camp is to give you the base knowledge to make you succeed in an entry-level position. So ask them how they feel currently in their job. And I'm not saying how they're performing at their job, because depending, it takes six months to a year to ramp up fully in a role. I'm in a mid-level role right now, and it took me, I want to say nine months to ramp up in my role, because there's a lot of stuff going on. I'm talking about asking them how they feel they are doing when sitting along other programmers on their team, how they feel they are learning. Can they keep up? Can they grasp these concepts? And if it's a yes, then the boot camp is doing a good job. Either that or the person that is being taught it happens to learn a specific way. But with all, all those factors in there, that should give you a pretty good idea. Okay, so this is the end of part one. I ranted a lot. I talked a lot. I think it's extremely important that people understand the finances that go into this because that is one thing that I just was terrible with. I I struggled when I honestly didn't need to, and I'm doing this episode so that y'all won't struggle like I did. If you liked this episode, if you liked part one of Coding Boot Camp, please. So that is the end of part one of Coding Boot Camp. If you like this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. It helps me out and make sure that other people are able to hear me talk and cuss about technology and give great advice. All right, y'all. I'm so excited. I'm so glad to be back. This is the best episode for me to come back for break on. So thank y'all so much again, and I will see you next time. Bye.